you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast, and today is going to be especially yummy because I have (laughs) my friend Courtney from Cake by Courtney, and I usually wish that I could be sitting knee-to-knee with someone when I'm interviewing them, but this time especially because I think she would bring a cake. Wouldn't you bring a cake if we were together? Oh, I have some in my freezer right See, now. See, that's what 100%. I'm saying. Those are the kind of friends that you want to be neat and neat with. There is always cake available at my house, 100%. I had a friend actually the other day call me, and she was on finishing a date night. And she said, hey, we're close to your house. Like, Can we come by for a slice of cake? And I said, yes, I've got banana um, cream, pie cake, and my root beer cake. I'll get a slice out of the freezer for both of you. See what I'm going to have to get a friend like that that lives next door because that's what I want to be able to do. Cake on call. That is what I like. Yes. So let's introduce you. So Courtney, welcome and tell us what you do. What are you all about? Okay. Well, I mean, people know me for my cake, my cake blog and my Instagram. And I share my recipes that I've created um, and developed over the years. And some, you know, just come to me and in a moment of enlightenment, and I whip them up and they turn into some pieces. But I, um, you know, I share my recipes and I share tutorials on how to do everything and hopefully make the whole process of baking a cake from scratch much easier for someone doing it for the first time, the second time, or even their 10th time, you know, trying. I've gone through a lot of, you know, eight and a half, nine years. And so I'm hopefully taking out a lot of the error process for people and helping them just make it really easy and not so intimidating and giving them the confidence to just get in the kitchen and, and bake something from scratch and create the memories with your family by doing it and, and just having a little hobby or passion and and a creative outlet. So that's not all you do, right? What is your background? Because you are fascinating. So tell us, so tell me, tell me what else you're doing besides cake you do a lot of cake. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So my background is in broadcast journalism. And for the last 13 years, I've worked in television and media consulting. So right out of college, I started working for a consulting company and they test television shows, talent, all sorts of different media. I've done website testing. I've done video game testing. Um, but my focus has been primarily on television and uh, mainly primetime cable network, late night, daytime talk shows. And I go around the country talking to groups of men and women, depending on on the audience we need to talk to, asking them about the shows. We'll show them one of the new programs. A lot of times it's a pilot episode. Sometimes it's a show that's been on for a little while. Uh, They get to watch the program. And then I go in and ask them all the questions and get their feedback on likes and dislikes and, you know, ways to improve the show or uh, things they'd like to see happen. And, and a lot has been specific to uh, a certain television show or talent that we're testing. Some of it's been more branding related and lifestyle related too. So it's 
the fun part about it. And I think why I've been doing it this whole time. And I never stopped after having kids, I adjusted the way I worked and started freelancing after my son was born so that I could just decide, you know, if projects worked for me or they didn't. But I just, it always changes. It's nothing really the same. I mean, the idea of what we're doing is the same, but it's a different project. It's a different show. It's a different company and client that we're working with. So that's always been kind of exciting and fun. So do you see any connection? Like, have you seen any crossover between like that part of your job and how that's maybe helped you? I mean, maybe not bake cakes, but grow your business. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the cake thing was just, a hobby turned passion turned business, but oh yeah, it's, it's amazing to see how the stars align and how everything has come full circle. I mean, I went to college thinking I was going to be the next Katie Couric and there's still time. There's still time. I'm still hoping for it. I've not given up yet, but I mean, every girl I went to, to school with had the same hopes and dreams and, and I've always loved broadcast and media both my parents were in it and uh, my dad was behind the scenes and my mom was one to be in front of the camera so I loved always the business side of it and also the on-air side and thought that I would do the on-air and still have a great love for it but then went to the business side of it and so now coming full circle I've had all these years of research testing talent testing website usability and just all sorts of things that are now relating to what I'm doing is I'm building my business in a social media world, but now I'm back on TV and I'm using just kind of all the knowledge I had from college and over the years as I've tested talent and I've spoken to groups of people and I've been in front of a lot of people, all of that is kind of coming full circle to make happen what I want to make happen. Well, what, so, um, so tell us how, tell us how your cakes got started. So it was an accident, a happy accident, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it's fun. I, I don't even know if my husband's parents know they played such a big part, but they did. We were living in Southern California in the Santa Monica area at the time. And Ryan and I had been married for a few years. We had just, Weston was turning one years old and we were having a big party for him. And by party for him, I mean, we were having our friends over with a few babies, you know, calling it Weston's birthday party. Right. But our, my in-laws were coming and my parents were coming and I knew I just, I wanted to impress them. And I knew that I could, they're foodies and they're really good cooks. And I knew that I could not make something from a box. Like my cake could not (laughs) come from a box. I didn't, it could not be store-bought. I just put, I guess a lot of pressure on myself to, make it from scratch and to make it taste really good. And so I grabbed a Bon Appetit magazine, which was a magazine I'd always seen at the Rich's house. And (laughs) and it was always in their kitchen somewhere. So I was like, okay, I'm safe. It's a safe bet. If I grab a recipe from Bon Appetit, I should be good to go. And I just went for it. And it was a two layer peanut butter chocolate cake. I had no idea how to level a cake, how any kind of tools. I had a plate and I had a knife. And I whipped up the frosting and I frosted that bad boy. And Michelle, oh my goodness, it was domed <laughs> on the top, but like also on the sides too. And I was like, looking back, I can find like one little picture of it on Facebook from eight and a half years ago. And it <laughs> it was a train wreck the way that it looked, but biting, biting into it, it was life-changing. It was so good. It was so delicious. I just remember thinking, wait, what? Cake can taste this good? 
Like, and I was so proud of myself. And there was like so much joy as I looked around the room, people eating my cake and smiling and just saying, oh my gosh, I love this. This is so yummy. Like, where'd you get the recipe? Will you share? And all of a sudden it wasn't just about me, but it was about the whole room and the like memory we were making. And it was my first cake. And like, little did I know that that was going to lead to what I'm doing right now. But it just lit this like fire inside of me to just from scratch. And for some reason it was cakes that did it for me. And I just started like trying a bunch of recipes and following Ina Garten and different bloggers and Sweeta Polita and just trying all of their recipes and teaching myself how to do it. And it was at a time too that I was just kind of struggling with where to go with my life, you know, and finding something for me because I'd been doing consulting for a while and that was great. It was a good income and I, I really love it. Um, but then having, you know, my son and, and being a mom, it was like all of a sudden I was kind of losing myself and it goes back to being diagnosed with depression and anxiety when I was 18 during my parents' divorce. And this all of a sudden became like the kitchen became my happy place again. Like I had lost that for a little bit. And I just was like so eager to just go in and like when Weston would nap, I would just go in and bake or I would be researching recipes and teaching myself something. And I just began to have this like new focus and passion, which made me like a better person in other areas of my life because I found like this little piece of happiness I was I was missing, you know? Yes, I totally know. This is how I got started, right? First born and you're like, wait, 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 wait. What just happened here? Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's kind of a tricky thing, but I do think whether people listening are new moms or maybe you've had more kids than you know what to do with and or maybe your kids are going out of the house. Like I think that there are yeah. transition times in our life that are super hard but then they make us do what we're supposed to do, like bake cakes, right? And so yeah, right. <laughs> and who knew? Like, I, I look back and I was just doing that, you know, as this hobby and still like six years later, I wasn't, we moved to Utah almost four years ago and it was three years ago this month that I started Cake by Courtney. So it was a long time of just like self-discovery and teaching myself and getting to like a good, healthy place for myself. And I think like to your point, like you kind of, you get in these new stages of life and there's so much we take on as women, whether we're like consciously doing it or not. Like there's so much we put on our own plate that we forget to take time for ourselves. And I think we sometimes feel guilty when we do that. I know I have felt that way in the past, but this whole experience and like even the last three years specifically as I've, I've been building cake by Courtney and I've, I, I have realized how important it has been for my mental health and my mental well-being, which makes me a better mom, hopefully, a better wife, a better friend, because I'm just more aware of just other things, you know, and other people and their needs, because I'm also trying to meet my own and I'm not feeling like I'm drowning, right? Yes. And Sarah and I talk about this a lot because self-care is out there a lot, but I think mm -hmm. we forget about this aspect of self-care is really almost more important than like the other stuff, right? Yeah. Because it fills yeah. you up instead of just makes you feel good for a minute. It just lasts longer, I guess. Exactly. It's a long-term fulfillment, I think. Whereas like, I love going and getting my hair done, but I feel great that like moment, right? Or yeah. like getting my nails done and taking my care of myself that way. This for me, like I developed this talent. I don't feel like I was born with it. <laughs> You know, like some people are great singers. And I remember thinking back to friends who have amazing voices. And I was like, oh, my gosh, 
oh, like, why can't I sing that way? I wish I had that voice and I would try. And I was, Mm-mm. nope, that was not my gift. And that, I'm okay with that. Um, and some of our gifts and our talents have to be discovered by us pursuing them and pursuing our interests. And we won't discover them if we don't go out there and try and get started on something that we just enjoy doing. Because who knew that I would actually view cake making as a talent and a gift that I could share with other people. Especially when you didn't even know, right? You just picked up a magazine and tried it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think one of the one of the great things that comes from that, especially for you, is it, it, since it wasn't something that you say that you were born with, but but how you approach teaching is very approachable, right? I feel like whenever I read your blog or try your recipes, it's something I can do even though I'm not a professional. So it's good that you weren't just born the best cake maker ever because it helps, you know, it helps us. Good. I hope so. I mean, because I am self-taught. I've never taken, like, I've never taken a culinary class. I did just um, this past year for my birthday, I did Milk Bar's cake class in New York. And that was the first cake class I've ever taken. And that was just about stacking and decorating the cake. And I've just been teaching myself, which I think is so fulfilling too, the trial and error. And I, you know... I've done recipes where it doesn't work out the first time or the second time or the third time. And all of a sudden I feel like a mad scientist as I'm trying to figure out how to make a vegan cake rise. So any of my followers who are have kids or themselves are allergic to eggs and dairy can enjoy really good tasting cake, you know, and it just is like, I don't know, I love it so much that I'm willing to go through all the fails to figure it out to make it easier for other people. And then hopefully, yeah, like really just walk them through the process, whether it's um, my instructions or video. And then I have my classes in Salt Lake that I teach just to like hopefully make it a lot easier and less intimidating for people to get out there and just make a yummy from scratch three layer cake. Yeah, you do. You do a very good job. And I want to touch on like something that you just brought up about how you are creating these different flavors and and things because when you mentioned it before you said whatever like bit of inspiration like really though like how do you come up with these because they're nuts in the best way <laughs> they're the best um you know what I am like always thinking about food I and I just <laughs> saying that lightly I will have an ice cream I was out in New York a couple years ago and I went to Van Leeuwen ice cream and I had their vegan butternut squash ginger snap cookie ice cream and I ate it, and like after the first bite, I was in love with the flavors, and I just thought, how can I turn this into a cake? How could I make these flavors into a cake? So a lot of times it happens, like I'm eating an ice cream or a cookie or a bar, or I'm thinking about several different flavors and thinking, oh, could those work well together? And I, you know, I do things based off of what I like. I'm never going to share anything I wouldn't personally eat, and I don't like give a ten star to. So it's just really fun to try to come up with some unique things and different elements in cakes that maybe people haven't tried before and then we'll just hopefully blow their mind and change their life. Seriously <laughs> though, it. what is the, I tried your one for Easter and it was like had that um, vanilla crumble on top. That was the best thing of my life. It was delicious. Oh yeah. I love a good crunch. I love some different yep. textures and different um, and cakes and they can just be so much more than a cake and a frosting from a box or from a store. And now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast 
podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. So have you seen um, with how these cakes have completely changed, you know, taken you from the first time mom into more confident and better mom? Have you seen that happen to the people who follow you or the people who attend your classes? Like, have you been able to pass that on? Because it seems like yes, but I want to know from you. (laughs) Um, I think, I think so. I've had some really cool intimate moments with women online and in my classes that they've shared personal stories with me of how what I'm doing has inspired them to do something for themselves as well. And most of the time that is baking for some of them, it's been self-discovery of a different passion, but how women who have been suffering with postpartum or depression and anxiety elsewhere in their life, people who have lost a loved one, a young girl suffering from anorexia, there have been just some really special tender moments for me as I've been doing this that was kind of like, wait a second, this is more than just cake. You know, it is being there as an, uh, hopefully an inspiration. And I don't want that to come off as, as prideful and, and cocky, but just being like, I guess it's helped me realize that like we all need someone, right? We all need a little inspiration in our life. We all need a little upliftment, uplifting moments. Um, and I'm just hoping that that's what you get when you go to my blog or you go to my Instagram account that, you know, you're inspired by yummy things, but also to just like take care of yourself and taking care of yourself. Like we talked about a few minutes ago is doing things for yourself, you know, and making sure that you're in a good place mentally to be able to care for people. Because I think when we're sick and um, we're not doing well, like it's so much harder to love and care and serve other people because we're just so down and afflicted, right? And it's same like with your mental health. Like if you're not in a good place mentally and, and like it's so hard to be there for other people the way that they need you to be there, especially as a mom, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that. And I also, and I think because you have the background and because you approach it the way that you do, I think it, it makes it, um, available for more women. So I love it. I love it. So what do you think it is about cakes? Because I think about this, like with photography, I'm like, it's just a picture, but it can make a huge difference. And I think that's true by cake. So what do you think it is about like the baking or creative process that is so healing because you know, it does, it does. It definitely does. It does. I think, um, it's the work that you put into it. I think it's like creating something and getting in and just trying something new. It's kind of how it starts, right? Like, I wonder if I can do this. If, if Courtney can do it, maybe, maybe I can do it. And then realizing, wait, 
I can do this, right? And being proud of yourself for something you accomplished that was new and it becomes fulfilling. But then I think it's when you share it with people and you are, are cutting up slices of that cake and like other people are just, wow, what? This tastes so good and seeing all this joy that comes from food. But it has like this magical power that like makes people happy. You know, just really good tasting food that people know you've put your time and heart and sweat into that it's just like this memory maker and this instant like happy moment for people um, that you would put so much time and then share it with them. And I just, I think it's just kind of this like awesome cycle that like you're creating and you're discovering and you're learning. And we get, I think we have so much satisfaction out of learning something new and realizing it clicks, you know, into then like serving other people literally, but you know, also just like sharing it. And I've had people give their cakes away and just do like awesome, awesome things with it and donations. And, you know, so I don't know, I think it's like twofold, the creativity side and, and having a moment in your kitchen by yourself and it's just peaceful, but then also being able to share that it has brought you with other people. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, it makes me think of the present Uchtdorf talk where he, you know, talks about creativity and how we all have to create, like that's what we're supposed to do. And of course that makes us happy. And then I think what, what it, I mean, it's very obvious in, especially when you're teaching people to bake cakes that then they can serve other people. And that again, like the confidence, the happiness is there. So, um, I love that. Um, I want to ask you some more questions and this is going to be more businessy because one of the things yeah. that I like sit in awe because you have, you are working with so many different companies, right? You work yeah. with like Orson Gigi, you work with Rockwell Ice Cream, you, um, I started listing them out. Who else do you work with? Stock Place. We've got a fun collaboration coming out. Oh, we'll probably announce it next week. So we, um, they asked me to help design dresses for them for oh. their own label. And so we have two dresses coming out that are Cake by Courtney and Stock Place Designed. So we'll have that. And then um, working with Volkswagen um, of Southtown here in Salt Lake. They do a lot with Studio 5. Spa Trouvé is, you know, one of my, my friends. One brand, Smosh Mallow, plated, different food-related ones. But, I mean, they're all – what's worked out really nicely and organically for me is that they're all brands that I actually was, like, either interested in or already using before we partnered up for more advertising type of things. You know, I'd already been going to Spa Treve for a year and doing things there, like their facials and everything. So that made sense. You know, I was looking for a new car and I'd been researching the VW. And when that came up, it was like, wait, I, this is actually the car, you know, we were looking into. And Orson Giggy has just become family to me and they were my go-to source for all things baking related. And that partnership has just been one of the best things that's happened this whole time. They're an awesome, awesome company to be working with. Yeah. So it's, it's been, there's a lot in stock place. Like those girls, Megan and Brindley, they hosted like my first pop-up cake class. They did like some shopping and they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we wanted, and this was right when we both started. So about three years ago. And no one knew who I was. I was like, I don't know that we'll get like anyone to come, but maybe from your followers. And it was my first cake demo in front of, you know, people. And um, so I, you know, we've just been working together ever since. And I adore them and everything that they're doing, both working moms, much younger than me, but working, <laughs> working moms. And, 
we, it's just like made so much sense. So it's been a really fun year to partner with them on this collaboration and, and design. So, well, so I think that um, collaboration is a huge part of, especially now, like, you know, everyone's on Instagram and I think collaboration mm-hmm. is where it's at. Right. So what, yeah. so what tips do you have for people who want to start collaborating and maybe they don't have a million followers like you? <laughs> well, I, I'm not quite at the million, but I think, it, I think the number one thing with your collaborations, they just need to make sense. And like the very first ones I did were with other food bloggers, like Brooke from Female Foodie. Mm. She, I remember reaching out to her and thinking, oh my gosh, she probably doesn't want to do anything. With <laughs> Nobody knows, you know, but she did. And, and what did you do with she her? Was, like, what was your did first a par- We did a periscope. Oh, I love Periscope. (laughs) I love Periscope so much. So I got on, she recorded me on her Periscope doing a cake and I made her favorite cake flavor, which was a classic yellow cake with chocolate frosting. And then um, she made ice cream for me, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. And we switched the Periscopes and it was so fun. And we've been able to work together since. And I love her mom, Sai, and we've done some things together. But I think first and foremost, it needs to make sense like you don't I I made the mistake once or twice of just throwing in some randoms and I'm like "Mm, this wasn't right I need to stay like true to my brand and to brands that I already am like a part of and use in my daily life and it doesn't feel so so random so like anything you see on my account like you you can just know that that is a brand that like I've already been using and they must have seen it tagged in one of my stories or something and then they've come to me and done it. But I also think like, gotta be careful not to overdo it. But I, I think the best ones for me, the first year were collaborating with other food people um, and being able to get my name out that way before actually doing it with like brands and getting paid for it. So how, what are your tips on getting started with that? Like getting started with, I guess I know you get people that are like your same industry, but like, mm-hmm. how do you get started? Well, so I just would reach out. I mean, I DM'd people at the beginning. I think if you're going to go reach out to a company, a formal email is the way to go. DMs get so lost. I always ask people to to email me so that we can keep track of that conversation. But I think saying, look, here's what I'm about, kind of giving your mission statement so that they know you have a purpose. You know, you're not just looking for freebies. Um, I think you need to present it in a way that's mutually beneficial. Like, here's what I would like to do for you you know, and they kind of know that obviously they're doing something for you as well. Um, I think your price point needs to be on point with, you know, the amount of followers, there's different ways to calculate that. So you can kind of Google how much you can expect to get paid for verse, you know, based on your, your number of followers, or maybe it's just a trade depending on the product. But I, I also think I just that communication and, and like your natural organic voice and communication with the brand that you want to work with and just saying, look, here's, what I hope to do for you and hope what the goals I can achieve with this as well. And, you know, if you don't hear back the first time, email a second time, things get lost in, in the inboxes and stuff. And, and I just think you have to put yourself out there and be willing to get a no. I've gotten plenty of no's, you know, you have to be okay with a no. I like it. I like it because it's, I think that's actually the thing that's holding everyone back. Right. Cause what if they say no? And if they think I'm a dork, I'm like, well, well, that's like the worst case scenario. You're yeah. never going to see them. Worst case, they'll just say no and you move on to the next one. You know, so have your list made of the brands that you want to work with, the brands you want to associate your personal brand with, 
and just start reaching out to them. And the worst thing they can say is no. Yeah, I know, but it's still scary. But we say do it anyway. We say do I it know, anyway. So we do. Because yep. do, do you feel like collaborations has been a huge part of your growth? Because three years is not a huge amount of time to no, be No, I don't think collaborations. I don't think collaborations have been a huge part of my growth. I think content has been. So video th- has played a big part. Do you think like is it because you are so consistent with how much with what you're doing, or is it like niche niche? You know what I mean, like. Um, I think consistency is a big part and I'll tell people when I speak with them, I think you need to be consistent. Like when you post, um, people have come to expect that in the morning they're going to see cake at some point. And there's been days where I've not posted in the morning because things are going on and and life gets in the way and I've gotten DMs like, uh, I was hoping to wake up to cake today. I didn't see anything, (laughs) you know? And so I think time is consistent. Um, I think your voice, your consistency in your voice is consistent as you write your post and you speak to your followers. I mean, I, I try to have a voice that they're my friends. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Every follower is just a friend of mine. And I hope it's a casual conversation, one that's uplifting and positive and we can share things together and just have fun. And then consistency and like quality too of your content. Um, I don't do videos every day. Videos are so do so well on Instagram, but those, those take time. But I think pictures, your quality of pictures. And for a long time, I just did them on my iPhone. So you can totally get decent quality pictures with the right lighting from your iPhone. If it's natural light, you're by a window, good things can come from that. And you can just start there before like putting all the money into good camera equipment and stuff. But yeah, videos, collaborations. I mean, I think they're, they're great. And I like doing them because I like the brands that I'm, I'm working with. um, And I get excited to work with them, but I'm not a huge into like, I don't do loop giveaways. I don't think that that benefits my followers in any way. And I think some of the times I look around at what other people are doing. And I think sometimes people forget that like when we're thinking of our content and what we want to create for our followers, it should be for them. They should be getting something out of it. And it shouldn't just be for us getting something. And so that's why I think it's, you know, you got to be mindful of how many collaborations you do and how often you do them and the purpose that they're going to serve. Like what, what am I, what value am I giving the people following me, you know, yeah. rather than what value can I get from them? I love it. I love it because, um, I think that's probably your secret. If it, you know, that's your girl's secret, right? Is that it's that you're focused on the content for your followers, not, you know, not for whatever you, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. if we take care of our followers, then, then we're, we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I think stories play a little part and just being supernatural and fun and little behind the scenes and real life goes on there. And, you know, and I try to respond to everyone's DMs and comments. And I think being engaged with your, your followers is is huge. I think people really appreciate the engagement there. Yeah. And yours is such a visual brand, but you do the, the, like you do critique right online presences for a living too so um, so what if someone doesn't have like something cool to take pictures of like cakes like what would you tell them to do well I mean you've got to have your your niche right you've got to have your goal so there's something you're gonna put a picture to so for me it's it's cakes and but I also wanted like need I wanted to be part of the brand the whole time so you'll get pictures of of me or other stuff that I'm doing or my family. 
because I didn't want it to just be the cake and no Courtney. And I, my goal was to always have people know who I was, like a friend, so that they could come to me with questions, that they could trust my opinion about a cake or something else we're talking about. I just think it, like, again, it just needs to add value some, in some way to your followers. And pretty pictures add value. People want to scroll through and see pretty things. So whatever it is, it, it just if it's a shot from uh, outside or it's your family, it just well done and thought out, I think goes a long way. And natural, you know, not too staged, not too cheesy, you know, <laughs> but something that just feels like it's coming from you as, as a friend to those of people that follow you. Awesome. It's such good advice. I love, I love that I get to hang out with smart people and get all of their good stuff. Um, well, you're nice. So I want to know, um, cause one of the great things that you do so well and it, and I, and I think well, it's because you are really great at infusing who you are into your Instagram feed and into your business. And so yeah. you are really natural with talking about your faith, you know, and talking about mm-hmm. that. Has that um, just come naturally? Has that always been that way? Um, has it grown? Um, it has. Well, okay, so I take that back. I remember probably a year no maybe two years ago starting to just kind of mention certain things and just put some inspirational quotes up because I felt like that was just part of me like why wouldn't I share that if that's something that I'm looking for in my own life if I found something just that resonated with me I felt like I should share this with people and then I got to a point it was it was last year actually kind of during the summer you know I was like wow how much should I share? Am I getting to be too much like religion or spiritual or, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I guess at the time I was thinking like, Oh, I don't want to offend anyone or turn anyone off. But I kind of had this turning point last year and at a moment with my heavenly father, where I just had an answer that I needed to keep sharing. And it's not like I'm going to sit there and, and quote doctrine and, and scripture, but I'm just, going to share who I am. And part of that is the fact that I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And there's a light with that, that gospel. And I hopefully can share that light with other people. And I don't want to not share it, you know, and I'll do it in my own way when appropriate. But I feel like I've been given this gift and platform of social media that I need to do something good with it beyond just the cakes, but hopefully I can inspire and help people feel good about themselves or if they're searching for a greater good, um, that they maybe can find it from some of the things that I'm saying. Yeah. I love that. And have you found that, have you, have you seen a change after you had that shift? Like, have you seen a change in, in you or, you know, like a change in how your followers interact with you? Um, I think the biggest change has been in myself and the, whole time like I mean I'm doing what I'm doing twofold one is for myself because this passion started in saving me in a way and helping me find my happy place after losing it and really suffering years and it's of of depression and anxiety and it was something that I thought was just a temporary thing and now 17 years into dealing with it I've realized it's kind of this lifelong obstacle that I'm going to be facing. So the first part, I mean, I was doing it for myself, but it's become this thing where I'm doing it because I, I want to share it with others and help others as well. 
and through my journey, hopefully share a little bit about me personally and some of the things that I've struggled with and, and maybe how things, you know, the gospel or are great quotes from amazing people have helped me and just share a little bit of light. So people realize that while they may be in a little darkness themselves, there's light out there. And doing that, when I kind of came to this crossroads last year, where I was thinking to myself, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in the, the comparison game and feeling like what you're doing is not good enough. And you just, last year, as I was kind of getting caught up in that for a moment and trying to decide, you know, why am I really doing this? Is it really worth it? What should I be doing with my platform? I did some soul searching and just had a very clear answer that I needed to continue sharing the light of Christ in any way I could, even if that was just with a cake and a quote or something, but that it was a much bigger gift that I've been given and just felt like, you know, I was called to do it. So do it. And this is my way to just hopefully brighten a few days and share the gospel without, you know, going and, and serving a mission and knocking door to door, but being able to be a voice in a different way, you know? Yeah. And, and we've, I mean, you, you've seen it too with um, other women who are influential online and big or small, but just that this is a really, really amazing time that we get to share the gospel every day in our everyday moments, right? Because mm-hmm. we just had the missionaries over last night and they're, they're, they, you know, we have a university bias and so they're going and, you know, trying to talk to people and they've got their earphones in and they're li- looking at their phones and, and they're like, it's really hard. You know, it's really hard to talk to them about the gospel because um, if they don't want to, they just, you know, put their head down and look at their screen. And, and I just think that our and your, like your life, sharing that online. And, and I, that's not always easy. Like, I think that that's no. also, like, yeah. I, I think that's a hard, a hard thing too. Like sharing your family and, you know, sharing your heart and yeah. your, and your good is not always easy but it's also such a blessing that you can show your testimony in small ways and you don't have to stand up and yell yeah, to people. Hopefully, right? <laughs> hopefully that's like, that's the goal. I mean, and I feel like in this last year, since kind of just deciding like, this is the path I'm going to go and here's my goals. And they're very different from other people in the same food space. I've become very clear on what I hope to achieve with my brand and what I'm doing. And I think it's given me more confidence and I don't do the comparison game nearly as much. It may happen occasionally. I'm only human, but I don't do it very much at all because I, why compare? I have, I know what I'm meant to do. I know what I'm supposed to do. I have my goals for my business. I have goals for myself personally. And I just try to remind myself of those um, often. So I would say just, I mean, it was kind of nerve wracking at the beginning to just be a little bit more personal and, and share religion, but I don't think we need to be afraid. The people who want to follow us and want to get to know us aren't going to be offended by that. They're going to receive it in a loving way because they know that's who you are. I would receive that from someone else in, in a loving way because I love them and I respect them and I would want to learn more about them. And so I just, I feel like if that's not someone's cup of tea, that's okay. I mean, I can't tell you, Michelle, how many times, and I've said this on Instagram before, but I would be in focus groups and we would be testing talent and talent that you and I might love and think is the best of the best. And there's always someone in the room who doesn't like them. 
there's always someone who finds fault with one of the talent. There could be nine out of 10 people in there giving that talent 10 out of 10 rating. And then there's someone in there who's giving them a three. And it's just helped me realize. And I just always try to remember that like no one is ever going to be everyone's favorite. I will never please everyone. I will never be everyone's cup of tea. And that is okay. There are people out there who do like what I'm doing, who like my voice, who like what I share. And those are the ones that are going to follow me. And anyone else, if they unfollow, that's totally okay. There's someone else out there that's their cup of tea and that's going to be good for them. And I'm okay that I'm not, but I'm not going to change who I am so everyone will like me. And I think in so doing, you're going to get more people that like you, right? Because I think that that's kind of the, I, I think that's a hard, it's a, it's hard to get to the point that you're at, I think sometimes, because that process of, of yeah. actually like solidifying, this is who I want to be online and like, I'm going to be me, but this is how I'm going to do it. And my goals, was that something that you felt like, um, you knew from the very beginning of starting Cake by Courtney, or is that like last year you more solidified them when you like, you know, had that moment I, or yeah I, I mean when I started this I, I don't think I really envisioned what it could become and after the first year I kind of started thinking okay this could go somewhere I could do something with this that first year I feel like was just kind of fun and I was figuring out my way and after that first year and when I started the classes and those started gaining popularity and just I started to see just a good amount like good feedback that people were engaged in what I was doing I was like and it wasn't even about the number on Instagram. It was just the engagement I was receiving back from people that, that this was something that could could be great if I really just like did it the right way. And but it was last year that I like coming to this crossroads of, you know, why I can't focus on the number every single second, but I can focus on the one. I can focus on that one comment that somebody messaged me and answer that question or give them encouragement and I think it's been more so this last year where I've just really kind of realized some personal goals for myself with the business, also more of the the business side of it, some things and aspirations that I have for that as well. Um, but I think it's morphed a little bit. I think the, the brand of Cake by Courtney has always stayed the same, where it's, you know, self-taught baker here to help you feel confident in the kitchen and just enjoy baking and enjoy baking things from scratch. When with that, always... You know, I always had the goal that I could be someone's friend, whether it was just one person, that stranger, I wanted them to know me like a friend. I wanted them to feel like they could come to me and ask me a question that they could say, what's your best cake? You know, what jeans do you like to wear? You know, like you would your best friend. And that those two things have always been, you know, the number, the, the two top goals I had from the very beginning. And some things have morphed since then, but um, I love it. Yeah, this is this is awesome. This has been the best. So I have one final question, and I would love. Yeah, and you've kind of um, touched on it a little bit, but I would love to know how if there's any experiences. And I ask this every time, but um, I want to know like how have you seen God be a part of this business? Like, have doors been opened? Have you been like met certain people that you oh. knew like could not doubt? Is that too much? Well, you're gonna <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. I'll cry thinking about it doors and connections and pieces falling into place would not be possible without the blessings of my heavenly father. And I think since I've focused on seeing social media and my platform and the things that I get to do as a gift from him and something I can use to share his light 
some awesome things are just falling into place and some cool experiences that have just built my testimony. And I just, it, it's a blessing for my Heavenly Father in so many ways. We could do a whole nother podcast <laughs> about it. But um, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. This is Heavenly Father's plan. hand has been a part of this whole thing since nine years ago, since 17 years ago. Like it, I don't know. I honestly like we moved out here four years ago and we had never planned to come back to Utah after leaving here from school years ago. And we were in Southern California, Northern California for a little bit. And we were like, Oh, we're dead set. I'm staying in California. And four years ago, Ryan, a friend of his was trying to recruit him out here. I was like, are you kidding me? No, what? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> and as we were trying to figure out if he should take the job out here, and we went to the temple and we fasted and we prayed about it. I mean, my answer was like, you shouldn't not go. And I was kind of like, come on, like, I want something more <laughs> solid, please. I've never, I never get these like life changing lightning strikes me kind of answers. And I remember telling Ryan that I said, you know what? I, I feel like we shouldn't not go. And he's like, <laughs> I feel the same way. And we knew that meant we needed to come out here. And the last four years, as Ryan and I have talked about his work and the things that I'm doing, I've just had some some moments where my Heavenly Father has confirmed to me, I think we came out here to do what I'm doing. And Ryan's opportunities have been amazing as well. But I think I couldn't have done what I'm doing in California and had the growth and had maybe the impact and created a voice if we had still been there. And I think I needed to be here for that. I'm glad. I mean, I'm sad you left California because we could hang out more, but, um, but I'm so glad that you went to Utah and, um, I'm just so thankful for you and for your light online because I love it. You've, you've been in my kitchen with me and I know you're with thousands in their kitchen and, um, what a blessing. I think that's the most intimate, you know, intimate part of people's lives is cooking and, you know, and, and being able to cook things for your family is so wonderful. So thanks for hanging out with us and for sharing your goodness with us. We love you. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, well, make, you, you make sure that you go find Courtney and make her cakes. She's on Instagram at cake by Courtney. And thanks you guys for joining us for another episode of the women with fire podcast. We sure love you and we'll catch you later. Hey, Thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.